Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is going on, everybody? My name is Conor Lawler. Welcome to the week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character, as we do every single week. We talk their good points, their bad points, and just generally give you a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how is it going? Swimmingly, Connor. It's going swimmingly. <laughs> swimmingly? Yes, I'm in a pool. Oh, I never understood that phrase. Why, why is swimming, swimming a good thing? Uh, yeah. I, look, it, it originated from Olympic swimmers. <laughs> right. uh, did it? Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, how did the race go today, honey? Mm. It went swimmingly, he mm. said sarcastically. That's almost like it's a very condensed area that it's gone into the broad public somehow. It's very strange. It's, it's mad, but it's like, you know, it's, it's like the way we all say bless you. Uh, when someone sneezes, which famously originated from Olympic long jumpers. <laughs> yeah, we all know. The long, the long jumpers would fly. If you jump too far, oh, bless you. <laughs> bless you, sir. <laughs> you are blessed. You are a holy boy. You Off flew you like an angel. <laughs> We all know that. We all know that. So, um, this week's Hero Zero Shot is my week, so that means it's probably going to be DC. You normally cover the Marvel aspect of the Hero Zero spectrum. I tend to. And what I've done this week is I've picked a character that actually is very, very famous. Well, his superpowers are very, very famous in movies currently. Oh, Incre- okay. Incredibly famous. Incredibly... He's, he's played by one of the most likeable actors in the world. Oh. But what I've done is, I've looked at that version, and I went, I wonder if DC did the same. And they have, because I'm this week covering The Atom. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I see what you've done there. Well done, sir. <laughs> exactly. So, this week I am going to be covering covering Raymond Palmer, who um, has actually been in The Arrow, and he's also in The Legends of Tomorrow, um, played by Brendan Rout. Who, who was Superman. Yes, of course, it's all linked together. But so originally, first of all, my first question, and I know what you're taking. Which came first, the <laughs> Atom or Ant Man? I w- okay, I'm going to guess Ant Man. 
It was actually the atom. Was it? Um, yeah, so, so not only did the atom come first, but there's been two atoms before Ant-Man was created. Right, but did any of them beat their wives? <laughs> no, no, that was all Deezer. That was all Marvel, boy. They came up with that. Just a really, Stan- really staunch point of view on that one. Stanley looked at the atom and he was like, how can we make this better? How can we improve this <laughs> What's story? One simple change we could make. <laughs> so the atom was actually, um, like, in the very, very start of the 1940s, there was an atom, um, and he was called Al Pratt. Right. Um, and so I'm not going to be covering him because he was around for a small bit and then he basically just disappeared. And then Raymond Palmer was the atom that is everyone kind of knows. He's the famous atom. Um, it's like it's very like Jay Garrick uh, or Jay Garrick and um, Barry Allen. Right. Just the, kinda, the second one was the most famous one. Yeah, um, and so Raymond Palmer was in 1961, it came in. The Ant-Man was created in 1962. Now, I'm not saying that's suspicious, I'm just saying... Look, it's... Bit- <laughs> it's so, so, sometimes ideas happen at the same time, but one puts in a higher level of polish, and so it comes out an entire year after the other one. <laughs> Look, it's comic books. They're literally... The two of them were just looking across like, what the fuck are they doing? How the fuck do we do that? They just did insect plus man equals money. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's basically it. That was them for about 40 years. That's how they got all of their characters. Yeah, no, just The Atom was created by Gardner Fox and Gil Kane. So, in the 1950s and 60s, DC Comics used the ongoing series Showcase to basically highlight new characters that they hoped would be popular enough to eventually get their own series. Okay. So, it was kind of like, it was kind of like, we have this showcase and we'll just throw throw a lot of shit at the wall. Let's see what sticks. Okay. I'm not mad at that. (laughs) Which seems like a good idea. Yeah, that would be cool to see, like, how it would be done today, you know? Because it would just be, like, a digital thing, and it would cost you no money, really. But, like, if you think about Batman and Spider-Man, that are the exact same way. Like, was Batman in Detective Comics, and Spider-Man was in Adventure Comics or something? What? Which one was he in? Um, uh, do- oh, fuck. Amazing yeah. Comics? Super Comics? Something, something, like something along those yeah. lines. It w- yeah, yeah they, they, were, they were a serial that they were just put out... Every so often, like a comic strip, essentially. But yeah. there were just stories so, in this series. And so the, uh, the the mandate in this new showcase that they wanted to do in the 60s was that they wanted to take Golden Age characters from the 40s and just update them, but with a more scientific emphasis, which oh, is excellent. why Barry Allen and all of them exist. Because and they needed a more scientific emphasis in. Because apparently they must have done some sort of study, and they're like, kids love science. Science is big in the fifties, man. <laughs> it, it was real big. That's why all those characters all have origins. Like they just fell into chemicals. It's all chemicals. It's just a pile it's, of chemicals. <laughs> just, they drank some chemicals. Lightning hit chemicals. Oh, Something happened with chemicals. <laughs> so Ray Palmer was created through this and he was used to be the brand new updated character of the Atom. Um, he was a dedicated sci- scientist who could shrink to microscopic size. Um, he updated in, or sorry, he debuted in 1961, in October of 1961, and has basically gone on ever since 
to he got his own series eventually but that was cancelled very quickly and yeah, I imagine he's not really a headline act is he yeah. no which is interesting because he's not a headline act but also he's almost always seen as part of the Justice League in all Justice League books like he's just a background character he's just he's a constant he's just there so he's important enough to be in the Justice League but not important enough to have like the Atom series yeah it's, he's interesting from what I know of him he's quite sciencey. Yes, and so like he, he's he he's like a what would you call it? He wasn't not a stereotype, but a, a, a you know he's he is a type of character a that you always need. Yeah, something like that. That he's he's the science guy and Batman's the yeah. punchy guy. You know, you need those aspects in a team. But what if Batman is the gu- also the gun guy? <laughs> what <Ooh>. if <laughs> if Batman had a gun? He'd be unstoppable. <laughs> we always bring it up every single week. Um, so, the origins of Ray Palmer, the atom. Uh, Ray grew up in Ivy Town in Connecticut, where he studied physics at Ivy University Ooh. under a lot of renowned scientists. Uh, he began dating law student Jean Loring and eventually became exclusive. Her, him and Jean, they were oh, loving life. Yes, right? they were going steady, were they? Yes, they were going steady with my best gal, right? Um, both graduating and working in their professions, Ray would frequently ask Jean to marry him, but she would always decline, wanting to establish herself as a lawyer before getting married and settling down with him. Oh, so Ray is a soy boy, is what you're saying. Uh, he's a cook. <laughs> um, no, like, imagine Hank Pym, but respectable. Like he's res- Good like that's what, Yeah, that's what he is. So he's just like a nice man who's just really good at science and, you know. So um, he's a physics graduate student at this stage and he discovers a thing called a white dwarf star fragment that had fallen to earth. Okay. Um, re- reminds it. me of reminds me <laughs> his Marvel bullshit style. <laughs> Think of Spider-Man 3 where Venom just accidentally lands on earth. This oh, just- thing... Crashes near the one person who can make use of him? Exactly. So the white dwarf star fragment fell to earth and he came across it. Investigating matter compression, Ray theorized that if he were to grind a lens from this fragment and focus ultraviolet rays onto it, uh, he could shrink anything struck by the light down to a fraction of its original size. Okay, I just want you to remember exactly what you just said for any time you call my Marvel reports bullshit. Look, to be honest with you, ah, no, let's, we're not even going to get into a beta ray bill, right? Come on now, right? All I said was this chap had ultraviolet rays and he just, he like, it's like a magnifying glass on a piece of diamond. That's what he was doing. Right, okay, thanks for simplifying it for Look, me. I, for, for ye simple folk, I have to break it down as I'm a scientist. You know, you know how it is. I'm sitting here on my lab coat. He wears it all the time. <laughs> My butts and burners going on beside me, keeping me warm. Look, we all know um, you did so- science in leaving, sir. <laughs> <laughs> So, Ray rushed off to his laboratory, realising that he'd possibly found like an amazing discovery that could shrink everything. He tried the experiment and found it work exactly how he had, mani- he had imagined it. First try. Except, <laughs> except the oh. objects he shrunk eventually became unstable and exploded. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, Ray. <laughs> Mm, no, that's gonna that's gonna work against them. <laughs> you really shouldn't have tested it on the orphanage. Oh, that orphanage was one day from retirement. Um, <laughs> so, a couple of days later, a disillusioned Ray and some friends became trapped in a cave uh, while oh. out spelunking. 
as you do in the fifties. How, how do you 60s. get over? How do you get over your sadness from your recent, I don't know, uh, physics experiment? Just go spelunking. Just spelunking with the lads. <laughs> so Ray was forced to to risk instability and use the shrinking lens on himself in order to escape the cave and he save brought, the lives of his friends. He brought it with him. Look, he just had it. Sometimes you just have it with you. Just while you go spelunking, you take your shrinky lens. <laughs> Keys, phone, shrinky lens, and does anyone have my wallet? Where's my wallet? Does anyone, okay. Has anyone seen that? Oh, I called the whole thing off, lads. <laughs> There's no point. <laughs> um, for some reason, however, this is going to be my favourite line. I think you'll like it too. Mm-hmm. For some reason, after using the ray on himself... Ray didn't explode oh, and, returned, oh. and returned to his normal height. In fact, the shrinking lens worked on his body much better than he had expected and he developed a set of control devices that gave him limited control over his weight as well as his size. Right, okay. So, yeah. he's just so, lucky. So what I'm saying is very similar to how you said this diamond fell from sky, from the space. You know, from, from the sky. space. From sky, from sky, from the the TV broadcaster Sky, <laughs> the the TV broadcaster True Up. No, um, this diamond fell from space and it landed beside the one person who whose body or blood is strong enough to withhold its shrinky powers. <laughs> Beautiful, Connor. Beautiful. You come from an island of scholars. Fell from sky. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my favourite. You know, I got halfway through the sentence in my head and I was like, James, this is bullshit. <laughs> fell, <laughs> and I just I missed that. Look, I'm just going to skip words. Hopefully this works. <laughs> he just fell from sky. Um, <laughs> so now he's the only man. He can able, he's able to use his... This, they now discovered later on that he has a metagene, which is why he's able to withhold this. But at the time, he just thinks he's a bit special. Yeah, he's just like, oh, it worked on me. Thank God. Also, I think that... I think the metagene line was then just rewriting it to be like, oh, well, he has a metagene. That's yeah, why like, it only worked on him. The, um, yeah. How long do you think he waited, like, before he was confident he wouldn't explode? <laughs> That's actually a good question. Because <laughs> you'd be waiting for it. You'd be sitting there um, being like, oh, it took the mouse 14 seconds. <laughs> yeah, like I could shrink here and get us out. But at the same time, it will mean I will explode in about 24 seconds. So, I mean... Just pluses oh, and minuses, lads. <laughs> how much do I like Tob? Is the real question here. Is it a lot? I don't think it's a lot. I don't think it is. I like spelunking more. Maybe just... And really, I'm spelunking spelunking for the rest of my life now. (laughs) So, keeping his discoveries a secret, even from Gene, the dickhead, Ray created the identity of the Atom and began a career of crime fighting in his his own hometown of Ivy. Excellent. So he's just straight into the crime fighting. No messing about. In the 60s, there was no... The origin was he found out how to shrink. Second day out, go to crime fight. <laughs> yeah. Just like, lads, I've, I've read Batman and I'm going to be a Batman. <laughs> I fell from sky and I'm going to be a Batman. <laughs> They're like, is, is there something wrong with his brain? Is, I don't understand. Did it fall, did it fall on head? <laughs> 
<laughs> did it fall on head? <laughs> did, did it fall from sky on head? It fell um, on head. Uh, look, um, so in his first recorded adventure, the atom stopped the crook, Carol Ballard, from exploiting the tiny alien Kulan Dahar to commit his crimes. I'm right? sorry? None of this, none of this matters. But I'm only using this because I wanted to say the next line. Filing this plot, the Atom became a trusted hero in the town and established a great working relationship with the local police after one day out. You're just like, you seem like an alright dude. (laughs) Even in Gotham, the police are like, Batman's a dick (laughs) after 50 years. Yeah, like Batman, (laughs) I think he just hasn't done the community outreach that the Atom is willing to do. He saved that one tiny alien that one time? I mean, come on, lads. That alien was beloved by the entire town. Key to the city, here you go. Uh, Um, And even the fact that he could shrink anywhere and get in anywhere. Yeah. That doesn't worry them at all. No, no, he's definitely a good guy. Of course. (laughs) He He won't go bad. Does he go bad? No, he doesn't go bad, but, I mean, how do they know that? He's, he's had one fucking day out. That's true, that's true. God, the, the town of Ivy isn't as uh, intelligent as its college would make it out to be. Just, that's a bit fucking attack on their character. I mean, <laughs> if fine. it's a fictional town, I'll stand by it. If it's a real town, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll still stand by it, but I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Atom's heroics also made him an ally of the CIA, <laughs> who sent him, who sent him overseas. <laughs> What? Who sent them? Who sent overseas to rescue foreign spies? Do they know what his name? Do they know him as a person? <laughs> they don't care. They just want to send the places. <laughs> just like ah, oh, shows the shrinky thing. <laughs> Do the shrinky thing again. Fell from sky. Tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, ridiculous. So yeah, he, basically the it was the sixties. It was just like he did one good thing, and then the comic was like the town loves him, the CIA love him. He's a big deal. What a good guy! What a good guy! Um, he was also asked to join the Justice League of America uh, after he helped them stop a criminal, and basically, uh, yeah, the, basically he helped them stop a criminal because he just turned up, and they were like, "Hey, you." The CIA vouched for you, and your town vouched for you, and we've heard the story from Head from Sky. You're in. <laughs> and frankly, that third one really sealed the deal. <laughs> Superman's like, the third one was fucking Vince Bats. <laughs> Batman is just Batman... still laughing underneath the table. <laughs> <laughs> Completely serious for everything. else. like, from Sky. <laughs> oh, he's a... oh, I love that one. He's a good storyteller, that chap. Oh, oh. Ray. I mean the atom. I mean Ray. Sorry, he's away with words. Um, So he then got engaged to Gene Loring. So everything is coming up Millhouse for him. You know what I mean? He's surely nothing could go wrong. Surely he's the one character without a tragic story. So, (laughs) so um, here's the thing. Like I'm skipping a lot of shit '60s stories where he stops really terribly named villains. And And I'll be honest, Connor. Thank you for that. Yeah, I had so much backstory that I was just like, don't need that, don't need that. Just take it for granted that there was so many fucking weird names. There's a guy called Krodos, there's a bad guy called the Bug-Eyed Bandit, and there is two main guys. Jesus, <laughs> there's you two can tell main why this. You, you can tell why this comic series was cancelled. You really can. But, like, mm. those those were his Joker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so, um, back in Ivy Town, uh, the Atom earned a new villain, as I said, the Bug-Eyed Bandit. So he's busy dealing with the Bug-Eyed Bandit. You know, it's very similar to Bane. Okay? <laughs> and so, the same. during the same. <laughs> Lex Luthor, Bane, you know, Sinistro, the Bug-Eyed Bandit. Um, they Not all more deadly kind of- than the last. <laughs> So, during this adventure, Gene accepted his proposal for marriage. Not because of love, but for fear that Ray would eventually become too absorbed in his work to ask her anymore. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Lads, that's not on now, I don't think. No. I that's think the Ray's, first... I, I think he's asked plenty of times. Yeah. And that's the first time she said yes. I, I think after you ask twice, leave it. Stop asking. Just, just stop asking. Even once. I would leave it for a few years. Um, yeah, yeah. After, like, or even I assume after you ask, you have a discussion about it. Yes. You know, you don't yes. just and just you figure something out. No, don't he was just, too busy with the bug-eyed bandit. He couldn't listen. He was like, "Do you want to marry me?" Okay, gotta go. Okay, I'm sorry, me, I have to go. And then eventually, he's gonna stop asking. <laughs> eventually, you're just gonna get sad. She's like, I said yes every single fucking time, but you never listened. Too busy with the bug-eyed bandit. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, they did got they did get engaged, and they actually got married in the end. And we will come to that later on. But first of all, what I want to say was the Justice League uh, was still there, and he was a mainstay within all this time. Um, so much so, um, as time went on, Ray eventually got less involved in solo adventures, and it ended up just teaming up with Hawkman, basically on a regular basis, or getting involved in many of Justice League's cases, um, just to kind of make his comic book more exciting. Right, so that was how his stories, they, they turned into like group pieces. Yes. Um, and it was their kind of way to get people to keep reading. Uh, but obviously, eventually, I think Hawkman and him eventually had like, um, they amalgamated the two comics into one comic, Hawkman and the Atom. Oh, that classic pair. The classic pair. <laughs> so, Batman and Robin, Hawkman and Atom. Um, <laughs> and so, unfortunately, this might surprise you, but that also got cancelled. Did it now. After another year. Yeah. Jez, it's a, it's a tough world, the comic book industry. Tis a plot twist nobody's seen coming. So, soon, Adam's superheroic alter ego took a toll on his marriage. Oh, um, as it always does in these stories. Oh, who could have predicted? So, he had it all. He got married, he had the Justice League, he had his own comic book series. He's slowly losing everything, and this is where it gets fun. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Adam... Yeah, his work as the Atom took a massive toll on his marriage, and Jean drifted into an affair out of loneliness with a man called Paul Horman, who I will never mention again. <laughs> but he sounds, <laughs> albeit fine. <laughs> he sounds like a stand-up man who just does his stuff. He, yeah, Paul just does his own thing. Mm. He's just he, look. He's there. He's there for Jean. <laughs> <laughs> He's there for any time. Um, now, not only did this happen at the same time, but at the same t- uh, uh, also concurrently. Good oh, word. good um, word. It fell from sky. So, <laughs> after returning to the normal world, Ray Palmer faked his own debt Jesus. as part of a go- government operation to root out corrupt rogue agents. So... Their way, he gets divorced, and I think he went to subatomic levels. Like, he just right. shrunk until he was, like, so small that, like... he And he was he was just sad. He just didn't want to do anything. 
Oh, and he just hid in the small world. He hid in the small world, and this will come back up in a f- few minutes, so bear with me. Okay. Um, but he hid at that point, so he then came back to the real world, and he found out that there was a... What's the best way to describe it? Like a Hydra kind of thing? There was, Ooh. like, corrupt agents going on. I understand on. now. And to see, look, I talk in your language. So, um, <laughs> the words of an idiot. <laughs> so, his way to root out the corruption was to fake his own debt for some reason. Don't worry about it. Right? <laughs> yeah, but it worked. In this time, he would assist the Suicide Squad in a few missions. That oh. his, um, because he was technically dead and off the map. And so he was like, to Amanda Waller, do you need a hand? With Suicide Squad. I need to do something. I'm having a rough time of it. I'm I'm not married. I'm very lonely. The apartment is quite small that I'm in right now. Um, it's just me. Amanda, do you have any work? Is what he said. <laughs> any jobs um, going? Any jo- <laughs> Who do I hand in my CV? Can I talk to the manager? <laughs> just really quickly. Um, but he went on a lot of missions with them. However, soon after that, Ray Palmer would be invited to rejoin the Justice League of America, an offer that he gladly accepted. And in my head, he's in the same room as the Suicide Squad when he gets this offer. Yeah. And then he's like, go fuck you guys, I'm going back to the big leagues. I hope all of your brains blow up. <laughs> Especially you, Will Slipknot. Oh, yeah, the other one. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, Slipknot's already dead. There's no oh, way he true. lasted that long. That's true. He blows up immediately. That's his oh, the man, who can, the man who can climb anything. So um, fucking <laughs> So he left the Suicide Squad and he came back to the Justice League. Now, this is where it gets good. Now, Ooh. I'm going to read this whole bit. And this is... Oh, man. Here I will stay go. silent throughout. This is my big Atom story because this is the one that caught my attention the most. So, in time, Ray and Jean. Do you remember Jean? Vaguely, I did. Is Vaguely, this, yeah. Is this the greatest woman of all time? She loved spelunking. So, Ray and Jean were able to be friends again after the divorce. And in the divorce, she, she had received half of his patents and his, I'm no. sure, all of his scientific things, right? As a gesture of friendship, Jean decided to sign them back to him. Oh, that's you know nice. I mean? That's convenient. Nice gal, Jean, huh? Very fair, nice. Fair play to you. I think we should stop now. I think it's a very nice thing to do. Oh, I don't know. I, I think there's mm. more to come. Little did he know that this was one of the many facets to Jean's deadly scheme oh, to fuck. win Ray back. What? <laughs> Since the divorce, Jean had somehow become... Somehow become... <laughs> just no explanation. So Jean had somehow become... Let's just go with that. Jean had somehow become seriously deranged and believed <laughs> that the only way to somehow become seriously deranged is not something that just pops up overnight. It's um, not a frequent sentence. No, and believed that the only way to be re- reunited with Ray was to force the issue... As all great love stories tell us. Yes, force. Incredibly, she devised an elaborate plan to endanger Sue Dibney. I know who you're thinking. Who is Sue Dibney? Who? who, Connor, if I may ask. (laughs) Who is Sue Dibney? (laughs) Sue Dibney is the wife of elongated man Ralph Dibney. (laughs) Connor, if I may ask. (laughs) Who is the elongated man? Ralph Disney. He's just a stretchy boy. He's a stretchy boy. Is he Mr. Fantastic? Um, 
very similar. Very awful, similar. Awful so, person. I can't put that on the man just yet, but maybe he is. Okay. Jean was privy. Jean was privy to the fact that every year on her birthday, Ralph would be absent, away from the home, solving a custom-tailored mystery devised by Sue Dibney. So Ralph and Sue have a cute little thing every single year. Yeah. And when it's Sue's birthday, she set like a, I don't know, a treasure hunt for Ralph. And he would have to solve all the clues, and then he would eventually, I'm assuming, get a prize of some kind. It's very weird. Very wholesome, though. Very wholesome. It's a nice thing to do in marriage. They, they still had a bit of excitement, and Jean wanted that back. So, on the night that she knew that Ralph was out, she bypassed the Dibney's security by shrinking down using the Atoms technology. And exploded. And, tra- <laughs> and travelling via the forward lights into their home. She okay. then entered Sue's body and obstructed the blood flow to her bla- brain, killing her. <laughs> what? <laughs> Remember, somehow became seriously deranged. And climbed in her blood and killed her. <laughs> to cover up this evidence, Jean then scorched Sue's body. <laughs> what the fuck? Do you remember when I said this was my favourite bit? Dude! What? You were already. What, what era of comics is this in? This is the 80s, I think. Oh, God. We've not even gotten yeah. to extreme 90s yet. <laughs> it's good stuff, though. No, it must be the 90s. Sorry. No, it is the 90s. Okay. Because uh, this the, the next then. paragraph tells me it's the 90s. Um, but... So she kills Sue, and I'm sad for Ralph because he's going to finish that treasure hunt, and he'll just come home too. I'm assuming his wife's remains what that are he, burned. What if he thought it was still a part of the treasure hunt? <laughs> what have you done now, Sue? Huh? I see what you've done. This is a skeleton. What are you oh. doing with this skeleton? Oh Sue? no! <laughs> oh, oh no! <laughs> so Jean knew that this event. Why did she do this, Sean? This is the question. Why who, who, would she kill this random woman, say? Sue? <laughs> She's seriously deranged. Jean knew that this event would send all the heroes scrambling to protect their loved ones and hopefully drive Ray back into her arms. What? 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 Yes. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, she is deranged. That's been said. Yes. Seriously. Seriously. So, somehow. Uh, so, somehow. Surely... They would just use their skills to catch and stop the person. Ah, well, you see, she thought of all this stuff. Go, don't worry about it. Jean employed two other schemes to cover her tracks. Good God. So, first, she attempt, faked an attempt on her own life, right? So it couldn't be her. She's the wife of a superhero as well, and she nearly got killed. She's been so targeted too, of course. Of course, couldn't be her. Then she hired Captain Boomerang to kill Robin's father, Jack Drake. That is Tim Drake's father, Jack Drake. Do we like Tim Drake? We do like Tim Drake. Jack is killed by Captain Boomerang, who is hired by Jean. Right. Okay. (laughs) She also... (laughs) Do you know M. Night Shyamalan? This is this. I would just twist on twist on twist. She supplied Drake, this is Jack Drake, who she's after hiring Captain Boomerang to kill. Mm-hmm. She supplied Drake with a gun to defend himself, hoping that Boomerang would be killed in the fight and that everyone would believe that he was Sue's killer as well. Ah, oh, I see. 
Right, I so she's going to try and frame Captain Boomerang. And does it does it work? Uh, no. Uh, eventually, Dr. Midnight's autopsy of Sue's body revealed the truth, and the Atom himself elicited a confession from Jean after she inadvertently spilled the beads. When asking about... This is a classic CSI Miami thing. Yeah. When asking about a letter sent to Jack along with the gun, Ray managed to put two and two together because Batman had taken the letter away from the crime scene even before the police had arrived. No one else so knew about the letter. It's interesting you ask about that letter, Sue. Nobody else has seen it other than Batman and the Justice League. Interesting. And the killer. <laughs> and the killer. Just one more thing, Sue, he said. <laughs> so she was promptly admitted to Arkham Asylum. With Jean's incarceration, Ray was overwhelmed with despair and shrank continuously until he vanished completely into a microscopic or subatomic world. Right. Okay. Yes. yes. So he's he's now, gone now. He shrunk so much that he went into the multiverse and went to Earth 51 where he went to find himself to see if himself in that world was happier and then he decided to, that he wanted to live on that world. Right. Yes. And is that where he is to this day? No. Of course. <laughs> Course. <laughs> this is very close, but the end is that um, uh, Donna Troy, Ky- Kyle Rayner, and Jason Todd actually they they went to Earth Fifty One and they were kind of like, dude, you don't belong here. He's living like a perfect life kind of thing. Yeah, and they're they're just like, listen, I know you're- I know you're super happy and nothing is wrong in this world, but come back to yeah. our one where you're a miserable I- prick. I think they said that there um, was like, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, in he doesn't belong in that reality, so he was like putting everything. There was anomalies right. in the multiverses. Okay, so it was because he was where he wasn't supposed to be. It, yeah, and, and shit was happening in he was shit was happening in all the other Earths in because they're just like something is off. There's an anomaly in the multiverse, um, and so they eventually brought him back, and uh, he actually gave up his. I think I he kind of gave up because the next atom was Ryan Choi, and he came in and took over for a short time. But um, I think with the new Fifty Two, they changed it back to the atom. But good, good I wouldn't Ray. worry about that. We we I did nineteen sixty one to two thousand eleven. What you want to know is that Ray he's a very smart boy. He's Hank Pym, but nice. <laughs> a, a, a man you would think unstoppable. And to be fa- to be fair, his wife got all of Hank Pym's characteristics. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. She that's like that's a really like hard hitting story, dude. <laughs> I wanted to, <laughs> I read that right and I was scared by it. So I wanted everybody else to be scared by it. Yeah, I am legitimately shocked. It comes out of nowhere because it's somehow overnight she becomes mentally deranged. Because that was the only way they could think to get that story out. Yeah, don't worry about it. She just becomes mentally deranged. Just somehow. <laughs> Yeah, look. Look at that. <laughs> There's also there was also a story where he shrugged so much that he became young again. There was like a multi tag where he he went back to a seventeen year old and then he joined the Teen Titans and then you can clearly see like there's a cut where a new writer came in because then they were just like oh no that didn't happen he's now thirty one again now no, he's a regular <laughs> aged man he's, he's just the same as he was so in terms of personality Ray Palmer is a hard working dedicated man in fact dedicated is hardly the word for it driven is probably 
a bit a bit more truthful. Um, once Ray starts working on a problem or puzzle, there's absolutely no stopping him. He, the single-minded pursuit of his goals is more than a little responsible for Ray's shattered marriage, as we've mentioned. Yeah. Uh, although Jean doesn't seem... She's not coming out like a bit of roses herself. Um, though it has occasionally come in handy to Ray, the crime fighter. Um, in spite of his obsessiveness, Ray is still a level-headed hero and is a likeable human being. So, God, that's it's few and far between. You get those. He's like um, Hank Pym and like I don't know. He's Hank Pym and Batman, but without any of their bad things. Like he has Batman's obsessiveness, but he's not like he's a likable human being and he's level-headed. Yeah. And then he's he's obviously got like Ant Man and Hank Pym's powers, but he uses them for mostly good, not for beating up people that definitely shouldn't be beaten up. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, that's all you can ask from your superheroes, yeah. really, isn't like, it? He's just a nice boy who's had some bad times. Um, I like him. Uh, so, so his powers and abilities, he's obviously got microscopic stability. For some reason, Ray's physiology allows him to not explode when he's miniaturised. Um, also, his suit only appears when he shrinks. So when he is full size, uh, his suit is not. Okay, of the time. so he's not wearing it all the time. No. Um, he also has judo, which I think you'll like. He's he's got like uh, Iron Man three Robert Downey Jr. judo. Oh, amazing! The best form of combat. <laughs> the best form of combat. Um, he also has physics. As I said, he's a PhD in physics. I was a full professor at Ivy University, and um, swordsmanship. He Ooh. practiced for with a with a long sword as a weapon for a long time. Um, That's cool. Yeah, he's pretty good uh, as a fighter. I think he's quite strong as well. That's that's class. Anyone with a yeah. long sword is like okay in my book. <laughs> a big bastard sword. Yeah. <laughs> um, so his equipment, he has the bio belt. So originally, Ray's size and weight controls were located in his bul- uh, belt buckle. However, he later moved them to his gloves for greater accessibility. So he can actually change his weight and his size at will. Okay. No matter what. Uh, size alterations, of course, he's able to shrink. Mass alterations, he's also able to, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not enlarge, grow. grow? <laughs> I mean, what's the other one? Shrink? And then shrink grow. and grow, yeah. Grow, grow was the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm be- <laughs> emboldened. <laughs> um, he gets very emboldened. Uh, he's, he also has flight. Because he's able to use air currents and stiff breezes when he is small. Ah. And a, a favourite travel method Ray had was to call some location on the telephone. And when the intended phone answered, he would shrink down enough to literally travel through the phone lines in seconds to emerge out of the answering phone. That sounds cool, but annoying. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and that, nowadays that wouldn't work. Everyone just stares at their phone like, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not happening. Um, Super, superhuman strength so by shifting all of his mass into his fists he can punch with incredible force so he just puts all of his weight in his fist that's cool and he has dimensional travel as I said he can shrink beyond the subatomic scale and he can slip between reality at the quantum level to go around multiverses that's really cool Like, he, and to think that he is really just a regular man who's quite smart yes but not a, a, an awful person like Batman is. No, it, it all started with spelunking, you know what I mean? And in many ways it ended in spelunking, because he went into that different <laughs> universe. Oh, I, I didn't cover my last... Last line is, he loves spelunking. Okay. Oh, gosh, um, got that? Yes. 
I'm glad we've nailed that. We've um, nailed that down. I, th- I think that's it. That was a very good report, the atom. Well done. Nice. Do you remember proud. Jean and how she kills Sue? <laughs> I, yeah, she just... Yeah, poor Sue. I can't think of anything else. <laughs> <laughs> That's burned in my brain. <laughs> um, okay, so do you want to take us out, Sean? Yeah, thanks everyone for listening to this episode of Hero Zero. We'll be back on Monday with Movie Mondays, Wednesday with Weirdness Wednesday, and next Friday with another Hero Zero. Uh, big thank you to all our patrons who support us over on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash heroes for hire podcast. There's a link in the description. If you want to support us there, that's really cool of all you guys. Uh, if you don't want to support us there, or you just can't, the best way you can support the show is by telling one human being that we exist. Just the one. We are on every social media that there is. They're all in the description. And you can email us here at fryer underscore at outlook.com. I think that's about it. I think you've nailed it. Awesome. Thanks very much. <laughs> so, I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Shami. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.